Hi, everyone. It's Robert Poole with the Growing Your B2B Small Business Podcast. Today, I want to talk about a topic that's very personal to me. It also happens to be a critical part to growing your business. Without it, you're really gambling with your business and all your hard work will likely go to waste in the long run. So let's get started. You have a small B2B business. Are you frustrated with the lack of resources to grow in B2B? So where do we go to learn how to grow our B2B small business? Should we focus on traditional offline methods, online techniques, or both? How do we bring in more clients and revenue and yet keep our sanity? I'm Robert Poole. Join me as I share two decades of B2B growth experience, learn new techniques, and combine both offline and online growth strategies to grow my own business. If you're listening to this podcast, you're part of an elite group of achievers who aren't willing to settle for a, just a nine-to-five job. Last episode, welcome we to the tribe the and welcome home. Using scale to your advantage, grow your business instead of letting it be a roadblock. Today, I want to talk about a topic that's very personal to me since I experienced it firsthand. It also happens to be a critical part of the long-term growth of your company. And that topic is developing an exit strategy and focus on building your company into an actual asset, not a job. Uh, first of all, before we get any further, I, I just want to make a disclaimer. I'm not a business broker, uh, an attorney, or a CPA, or anything like that. So don't construe this as legal advice um, and all that good stuff. So uh, you're disclaimed. Uh, this is just really just from my uh, personal experience as a business owner for 25 years. So when you know when it comes to exit strategies, uh, I really kind of break it down to two scenarios. The uh, you know you kick the bucket scenario uh, where you you know pass away for whatever reason. Uh, prematurely, uh, and then just looking at your everyday business and uh, building growth into it and turning it into an asset. Uh, first of all, um, just to give you an idea why this is personal to me, uh, back in 2017, uh, the, I had gone on vacation, uh, and this was the week before the 4th of July, and uh, had a great uh, time with the family and everything, and came back, and uh, it was uh, a Sunday that I came back, and Monday was, I think, two, or actually July 4th was uh, Tuesday, so um, I came into work on Monday. My business partner, Kelly, uh, sometimes came in, sometimes didn't. Sometimes he worked from home. And uh, so he decided not to come in that day. And I just talked to him on I am. Um, and then, uh, you know, of course, Tuesday was 4th of July. And Wednesday, I went in the office at my normal time. And, you know, he wasn't there, which wasn't, you know, particularly, you know, uncommon. You know, he would kind of show up when he, you know, when it worked out for him or whatever and work from home the rest of the time. Uh, but, you know, I think it was about an hour later, his fiance text me and, you know, said, Hey, I haven't heard from him, you know, yesterday and all that. And, uh, she was up in, you know, Oregon, we're down here in Phoenix. And, um, so she was, you know, um, you know, concerned. And for me, it wasn't a big deal because, you know, I knew Kelly, you know, was, uh, kind of random at times and it wasn't, you know, out of the question for him to kind of go radio silent for 24 hours or more just cause, you know, he got busy doing other things and that was fine. So she was concerned, but, you know, for me, it wasn't a, a big deal. And, you know, I it wasn't uncommon for him to, you know, go radio silent for a day or two, um, you know, and I wouldn't talk to him. And that's that's fine. You know, even though we were, you know, like brothers, it just wasn't something that I thought was odd. But, you know, to placate her, I, I you know, called him and got no answer. And so I, I was like, OK, well, I'll just run over to his house because it was only five minutes away from the office. And so I went over there and um, banged on the door and, you know. Uh, no response. And again, not only really completely abnormal these days, you know, you don't answer the door a lot unless you know who it is. And uh, so I went around the side of his house and peeked in the window where I could see his office. And, you know, there I saw him kind of slumped over his desk. Uh, and I thought, you know, well, maybe he's 
sleeping, you know, you know, even though he wasn't a big drinker, you know, who knows, maybe he had too much to drink the night before or whatever, you know. Um, and, uh, but then I got a little worried cause I banged on the door or window and nothing happened. And so I, I started to panic at that point and ran around the back of the house and kind of broke my way into the, the door. And, um, you know, uh, then I, I found him that, you know, he had passed away from, uh, you know, a, a heart attack and, um, or a heart issue anyway. And suddenly, uh, you know, I lost my business partner of 20 years. And so, um, you know, what was odd about this is that, it was one of those things where, where this was, uh, you know, a guy that uh, never went to the doctor, never had any significant medical problems, uh, just overall a pretty healthy guy, lived a healthy lifestyle. You know, not somebody you'd expect, uh, you know, to pass away. I think he was at that time, uh, he would have been 55, you know, so um, still, you know, in the prime of his life, really. And, uh, you know, it was one of those things where also, you know, I was kind of the opposite, you know, uh, I had had ongoing medical problems. There's always something wrong with me. And, you know, I always figured, well, you know, if one of us is going to go, it's going to be me first. And, uh, what was that a surprise? So, you know, the point of all that is, uh, you never know, uh, what's going to happen in life and the things that you think are not going to happen, you know, until they actually happen, you know, it's a, it's a reality check. And it certainly was for me, but, um, you know, the reason that I, I bring this up is because when you look at, you know, an exit strategy or the lack of one, you know, we were, unfortunately, you know, not real responsible in this area. And I, I think it's something that I see with a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of business people and, and people in general, you know, we don't want to think about death and, uh, you know, and that sort of thing. So, you know, estate planning is very difficult for a lot of people. They don't want to, you know, address the, you know, imminent demise of, you know, their themselves. And, um, you know, it's understandable, but um, it, it really is, uh, you know, one of those things that, as a business owner, you really have to be responsible and step up and something that, um, you know, we didn't do. And, uh, you know, I think the, there's so many consequences of a lack of planning and, you know, the, your very survival of your company that you've built, you know, is in jeopardy. Um, and if you don't have the proper things in place, you know, a buy sell agreement, insurance, all that good and good stuff. Um, you really, you know, not only is your family going to be affected because of the mess that's created, but, you know, any partners or investors you have, you know, your employees, which we don't think about, but, you know, suddenly if your company goes under because, you know, there was no planning involved in it, your employees don't have a job. And, you know, if you're really believe in the service that you're providing your customers or any charity you want to give into, you know, all that gets screwed up by your lack of preparation. And, you know, of course, there are the financial consequences. You know, when it comes down to it, you know, the government will take, you know, a good portion of whatever uh, you try to leave and, uh, you know, they may even force the sale of your company, you know, at fire sale prices, depending on your circumstances. So it's something that you definitely want to take up with an estate planning attorney and, you know, or, and other business attorneys to making sure that, uh, you know, you're covered in all that area. And this also kind of goes into the issue of systemizing and, you know, making your buzz business run without you. You know, I talked about this a couple episodes back and how important it is to systemize your business, you know, because let's face it, in reality, you know, uh, if you are don't have systems in place and the company can't run by itself, if you can't take a vacation for a week and the company doesn't run by itself without any, you know, major input from you, you know, you're you're not really an owner. Let's face it, you're an employee who happens to own 100% of the stock in the company, you know, and this decreases the company value substantially if you're um, critical of the operation. So, uh, you know, a couple things in this scenario, again, that, you know, you pass away or something, um, you know, you want to have a buy-sell agreement in place, which we didn't, of course. 
didn't have insurance in place, uh, didn't have, you know, some of the personal estate planning. And, you know, we didn't have a plan for what happens, who steps in to help run the company. Um, you know, if it's just you, you know, what about uh, a plan for somebody to step in temporarily to either sell the company or keep it running? You know, there's other things you can do um, depending on your level of uh, revenue and all that kind of stuff. You could do an employee stock option, you know, type of thing, plan where, uh, you know, your employees become the owners of the company. And uh, I mean, that's, I think, from what I've been told, you know, that that requires, you know, to have a million dollar or more EBITDA. Um, but uh, that's certainly an option. So things like that. But bottom line is uh, you've got to plan for some of this stuff. Now, we've talked about the scenario which, you know, you pass away or whatever, but you know, let's say, you know, you don't and, you know, you run your business for 30 years and you have no plan on, on selling it. But, you know, really the, the second aspect of it is that you really need to build value in your company and you should always aim for this, not, you know, just because of your potential demise. You know, your goal should always be to look at your company from an outsider's perspective and what you could sell it for right now. You know, even if you think, you know, I'm going to hold this business forever and I'm never going to sell it or I'm going to give it to my kids or whatever. You know, thinking how you increase the value consistently will keep you focused on the right things, i.e. profit and long-term potential, because that's what drives value. You know, and this has a lot to do with scale, like we talked about in the last episode. So how do you actually do this? Um, you know, first of all, I think you have to train yourself to have that perspective and ask yourself questions and have that overarching commitment to being aware of how you're creating value in your company. That's the first step. You know, when you're making an investment, uh, implementing a new strategy, try to look at it from an outsider's perspective. You know, is it going to add short-term value in the sense of profits? Is it repeatable? And, you know, and that's a big one. Uh, you know, if it's a one-off sale, that's great, but it's not a steady stream of income and someone's not going to buy non-repeatable results. You know, is it relying on you to do it? You know, if someone else came in, could they replicate what you're doing without too much training? You know, how much consistent profit will it add over the foreseeable future? So things like that. You know, when it comes to creating value, you know, in my opinion, you know, the number one thing is that you want to focus on recurring streams of income, like we talked about in the episode on smoothing out your revenue stream. This is really what builds value and has value to outsiders. You know, obviously, you want to keep up in your financials, get advice from a business broker or an M&A person you know, on what weak spots they see and how they think they might be able to help or you might be able to improve the value of the company. You know, some will even do a ballpark valuation for free and you can have it professionally done from anywhere from, you know, I think maybe on the low end, $2,500 or $3,000 to 10K or more for a more formal valuation. You know, this is a great tool as it can give you confidence and let you know where you are and, you know, on t- if you're on track or not to achieve your financial goals. You know, you might be sitting there and thinking, well, you know, hey, I'm a one man shop or whatever, and I'm just starting out. So I don't I don't need to think about um, exit strategies for, you know, if I die or whatever, you know, um, and, and it's I think a lot of people fall into this trap. And I know we certainly did, you know, but you have to look at it from this perspective. You know, it, it may not be sellable, but if you die, you still want to make sure that your employees, if you have any or at a minimum, your family's taken care of. You know, it's much easier also when you're small and starting out to, you know, implement something like this uh, because you have a lot less moving parts. And since you're beginning in the beginning of the stages of systemization and it's much easier to build systems and value while you're small instead of trying to impose it on a bigger enterprise. I hope I've convinced you of the importance of planning your exit strategy. 
not only for the scenario in which you prematurely pass away, but this is important when it comes to growth on a day-to-day basis. That, you know, you always want to think in terms of value that's an actual uh, asset and is it sellable or not. Thanks for listening today and uh, I will talk to you soon. Have an awesome day. Thanks for listening today. I hope you learned something you can implement right away. I know your time is valuable and it's really an honor to serve you. Please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes and give me your honest feedback and what future subjects would help you out the most. Now, I've also put together a short ebook on some of the top lessons I've learned in 20 years uh, in a B2B business. You can download a free copy at growyourb2bcompany.com. That's growyourb2bcompany.com.